Welcome back. Happy, 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 happy Thursday. It's the All NFL All City Podcasting Meat Locker. Yes. All right. Baldy, I'm Cuz, and uh, Brian Boulder, Anthony Gargano with you. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We got you every day in your inbox. This is it. All right. So, Baldy, first let's tackle some of the news yes. and the coaching and everything. It's just been such a wild time. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas. Looks like, of course. Yeah. You know, we said it a couple times. Like, how do you stay the course with both the course coach and the quarterback? So let's just say the Cowboys, because, you know, the big stat is, you know, Mike McCarthy has 12 wins in the last three years each year, and no Cowboy coach has ever done that. Okay, great. So every single Cowboy fan and every Cowboy hater, when they get to January next year and they're 12 and five or better, they're going to go, yeah, but they're going to get bounced in the playoffs. Like, what are they going to do? How are they going to, like, reverse this trend? Because it's so strong. Green Bay was so much better in every phase. And so, okay, you want to stay the course. You're going to tweak it. Maybe another running back. uh, You know, add an offensive line. Like, whatever you're going to do. Man, the results are – because, look, I played in in, in Dallas because, like, every quarterback that plays there gets measured against Staubach and Aikman. It's just the way it is. If you're not in that camp and competing for Super Bowls or winning Super Bowls, you're there with Romo and Danny White and all these guys that were real good players. They just couldn't win the big games. And that's what you're seeing from Dak. And that's what you're seeing from this organization. If they're fine with that, and Jerry evidently is, then there's a, there's a lot of places that wouldn't be fine with it. I got to tell you, I, I was shocked when I saw it because— Well, shocked because of what's available. Well, that, well that's the thing. Like, you know, we talk about Belichick and, and he'll be going to Atlanta. We'll talk more about that. But if you're Jerry Jones, I mean, first of all, to me, you stick with Harbaugh. Harbaugh's the first one, all right? So if I'm going to go to anywhere, because I know that Harbaugh makes me a contender right away. He'll get me over the top. He's a great coach. He's a great coach. And you know and what? he's going to bring a great staff. Yes. He's going to have a great staff. He, and, and listen, you don't have to worry about it. He's in charge. He will handle it. And you're going to tell you just got to pay him. And Jerry can pay him. Yeah. No, so you got to pay him. You got to pay Jim. And his staff is going gonna, is gonna to be expensive. Yeah. His coordinators are going to make yeah. two, three, four million dollars a yeah. year. Like they're going to get paid top dollar. But if you want to win, that's your guy. Like, honestly, I look, I mean, I, I understand Belichick, brilliant, the whole thing, Hall of Fame, GOAT, everything. But he's, you know, when you're 72 years old, right? Hardball is perfect. I had 10 years of. I'm going to win, and I, I and I know he he'll turned, win. Like, but he turned San Diego, Stanford never competed. No, Stanford. Look at him now. Stanford, Michigan. They got San Francisco. <laughs> like you can see, but you know the, the good thing is, you could see the growth because you could see the style, yes. and the toughness. Yeah, like that all comes. Like you're going to have a tough team. Like I remember when Jimmy Johnson came in and took over for Tom Landry, and Landry at the end was not a good coach. And the organization wasn't good. We were a bad organization. We drafted poorly. We didn't develop well. The free We started missing on free agents. And so we were on a decline. Jimmy Johns came in. His thing was, give me speed, give me youth. Like, I'll build this thing through the draft. And he did. Like, in two years, he built it. Like, it was the best organization in football in two years. But he had a vision about what he wanted. And so, like, you know you're getting that vision with Harbaugh. Yeah. I mean, I, I, honestly, I don't know why – 
there aren't teams lining up. Yes. Like I'm, I'm like I like, like we know that these uh, like Arthur Blank and, and God bless Belichick, but Arthur Blank's got more money than everybody. Jeffrey Lurie, uh, I mean, you know, uh, Josh Harris. Like, if you are going to do anything, you go to Harbaugh. I mean, you started Harbaugh, and then you just go, what's it going to take, Jim? How much? Yeah, right, right. I mean, you, 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 like, he's, he's playing. Like, he might stay at Michigan if he doesn't get a, a good offer. I mean, it's still a possibility, but I think he's leaving. I always thought he was leaving. I thought he did what he had to do at Michigan. He's restored all the pride. They're the, the best team in the country. He did everything he had to do. Um, I think he wants to do it at the NFL level. You know, it makes perfect sense. And like, it's not like there's an unknown. That's the thing about him. We there's a, like Belichick. There's a known, but with Harbaugh, there is a a fresh known. Of what like it's 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 part of his, what his brother's doing in Baltimore and has done, but it's the known. You're getting a known quantity. So, what is it that why are these teams not lining? I up? I guess it's change. They're afraid of change. Are they also They're, the GM issue? Because look. When Harbaugh comes in, Harbaugh runs the show, and then he hires the personnel. Okay, guy. so let's just say, like, the, he's not going through what he did in San Francisco. No, but like, let's just say, like, I think the best GM I've seen in my time is Ozzie Newsom. Yeah. Okay. Ozzie never wanted that camera in front of him. Yeah. He never wanted a microphone in front of him. Yeah. When they were winning a Super Bowl in Baltimore, he was reluctant just to hold the trophy. It was about all the other, but his job was to oversee the team and give the coach what he needs. Like, that's all Harbaugh wants. Like, give me this, don't give me this, you know, don't give me this talented wimp. Like, don't just give I want my type of players. Yeah. And and I want and those type of players, when you do all the studies on them, let them know that I'm be down their throat and up their ass every day until they give me what's inside of them. Like that's I don't mean, what it's kind is of the that core, hard, is that hard to deal with? That's kind of the core of football. It is. But like, is that hard to deal with? No, I know. I mean, like, who cares know. who gets the credit? Yeah. Like, Jimmy Johnson built that team and Jerry wanted the credit and the thing split apart. Yeah. But, like, stop it. Like, it's about winning. And when you win at the highest Everybody level, does. Everybody wins. Everybody does. Not that Lombardi trophy graf- graffiti's falling on top of you. Everybody's a winner. Yeah. Everybody had their part. Yeah. It's ego, man. Ego is the worst thing. It's a deadly sin, man. It, it, it truly is. I didn't realize it up until, like, actually, one of these life things, like, recently, like, where you think about ego and you go, ego div- divides, right? It, it it isolates you. But because it also the ego is telling you, well, I'm not getting my just due. Well, this person's saying this about me. Well, this person's doing that. They have that. And it, yep. and it isolates you. It does. But it also inhibits you. Yes. Because you stop growing. Yes. Because, oh, this is this is my vision. Well, what about if we have a shared vision? Yes. And it's a little bit different. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Like it's not just your vision. There is, you know, some some uh, intertake amongst the coaches and ideas. They can come from anywhere. I just think, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's 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 a horrible, horrible factor in a lot of these organizations. It is, and it, it's a shame. And I I don't understand why you would start why people why these teams don't start with Harbaugh. It's it's amazing. But it's, what's amazing to me, though, honestly, is for the third year in a row, we've watched Jerry Jones. In this, in this horrible playoff defeat, we see him just melt. Like he can't look at the camera, and we see the the like the anticipation of what could be and where they're at. And Green Bay steamrolling him, and you're like, why would you ever entertain that feeling again? I know. 
I know. Like, I, I, Mike I know. McCarthy has done a good job. But it's about playoff wins. Yeah. It's, it's just a Especially down there, especially when you're in that kind of drought. Like, when, you, when you're talking about a 30-year drought, like the Cowboys are in. Well, I mean, it's, it goes beyond all that. But stuff. all their great players that are in the Ring of Honor and the Hall of Fame, Michael Irvin, mm-hmm. Troy Aikman, they're like, hey, man, it's, it's been a long time. Yeah. You know, like they're saying, and they, every fan in Dallas, I was on the with them yesterday and, and down in Dallas and radio, and, and, you know, the fans, like they're not, they're not there to disparage Mike McCarthy. He's done a good job, but it's not good enough. It just isn't. Listen, there's a lot of coaches that are very good coaches that for some reason just can't get over that hump or can't get a team over that hump. I know McCarthy won in Green Bay, but some coaches, they're living here. You're going to bang your head on the ceiling. He's not going to, and it certainly appears that McCarthy's that guy, at least down there. Well, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Brian Billick wins a championship in Baltimore. Okay. All right. I mean, he had a great team, Ray Lewis. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, they, had, they, they were loaded. Yeah. Okay. They had Hall of Fame players all over, Jonathan Ogden, and all Reed, these. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, a couple of years then go by and they lose a uh, playoff game uh, to the Indianapolis Colts at home. And I don't even know if they scored a touchdown in the game. Steve McNair was the quarterback. And it was a real, you know, it was Peyton Manning wins the game. And Steve Rashad, the owner, after he had just given Billick a brand new contract the year before, blew him out. And he's like, it, I don't want this again. I don't want this performance in my backyard at home again. And he went and got hardball. And it was, it was, you're blown out a Super Bowl winning coach, but you replaced him with the Super Bowl winning coach. Yeah. Yeah. Younger, you know, I mean, Brian's a good coach. I was just with him at the Hula Bowl. He's a good yeah. coach, good ideas. Yeah. Bill Walsh, he's yeah. got a lot of good ideas. Like Bishotti said, no, I'm not doing that again. It's just, you know, certain situations dictate, you know, place, time, the whole thing. Uh, Eagles, similarly, because let's stay in the NFC East, they're going to stay the course, it appears, with Sirianni. I know that uh, Jeffrey Lurie and, uh, and Howie are going to look at, like, who's your candidates? Like, who are you going to bring in as OC? What are you going to do with DC? They've been here before with Dougie, with mm-hmm. Doug Peterson, sure. who had won the Super Bowl and got his staff, you know, taken from him. And then same thing, you know, he hits a downward cycle, and then they're looking for it. This is different because Syria is a young guy. The collapse, though, is, like, unprecedented. Like, this kind of collapse, do you remember anything close? I mean, we were joking, you know, earlier about Cotite, but that was different. I mean, this is just a weird situation, and it became untenable. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's it's so many things. I mean, um, the offense it doesn't even look like an NFL offense. It looks so overly simplistic. Bubble screens, RPOs. I mean, honestly, like I feel like I could teach the offense in ten minutes about what they do. Lack of motions, like not a lot of creativity. Issues with protection, beating the blitz. Like, and so then you see the quarterback just going backwards, and you go, so whatever they decide to do. You just paid the quarterback $54 million a year. He's at the top of the food, you know, the, the food chart right now. So you have to get you have to make sure whoever you bring in, because I'm not, I'm I'm confused, honestly, because because I was told it's Nick Sirianni's offense and Shane Steichen ran it, and this year Brian Johnson stepped up to run it. But yet when they were really struggling, 
Nick didn't take the play calling over. We didn't see what the offense really was. The quarterback stopped being a factor in the run game, which he was excellent at. And you go, well, what, what is the offense? So then if you go, okay, well, let's go out and get a hot new coordinator. Well, is it Nick's offense that we just saw look broken? Or is it the hot new coordinator's offense that he's got to teach to everybody? So I'm, I'm, I'm confused what they're going to do and what they're asking some new guy to come in and do. I know. I, you know, again, and here's the problem with, when it comes to Nick is that, listen, I, I like Nick. I thought Nick was pretty sharp. I mean, I, honestly, like, well, I, I loved him. I, I'm disappointed. We talked about not taking over the play calling, about kind of limited answers. And you start to look, you got a lot invested, like you said, into Jalen. You know, how do you fix Hurts? And how do you fix this offense? You got an AJ Brown deal that you got to deal with. You know, obviously, you know, there's issues there that you have to iron out coaches and play call and the whole thing. Like, that's a heavy, heavy, like, you know, lift that you're going to have to go and clean this all up. I don't know, man. Well, I mean, if they're going to stay the course, they better, like, I'm, they, they got to get the coordinator and the coaching right because we didn't see player development. From a lot of these guys, um, you're going to now say, okay, Cam Jurgens, you're our center, and you're replacing an all-pro center. So there's, there, I mean, that remains to be seen. Like, they drafted him to be the replacement, so okay, we'll see. They seem to have a hard time developing players, and de- like this offense didn't develop. Like, I saw creativity last year in early in the season. I saw plays that looked the same, same formation, but creativity off of it. I stopped seeing it. And I thought, honestly, when Brian Johnson took over, well, he didn't have to change too much. I mean, they got a quarterback they can run. They got a good offense line. DeAndre Swift will be an upgrade over what they had. And then, really, you know, Jalen's always going to try to be a deep ball thrower. And it all fell apart. And there was no, like, you didn't adapt it, right? No, we always talk about, you know, pre-snap motion and, you know, looking at, at trying to get a defense going a certain way and then, well, you're trying to get moment. a numbers advantage. Like you're always trying to do it. And, and there was none of that. No. And, and like things that didn't make sense. Like you go empty and then you're going with deep routes. Yeah. Like uh, I don't get that. What, what, what about, you know, trying to establish more of a run with Jalen? Now you tell me, well, he could have a knee issue. All right, well, I, I, he didn't look like he was limping to me. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, again, there's stuff that we don't know that we're all behind the scenes. Sure. But what it looked, it looked. Just completely disheveled. Yeah. Well, I mean, the danger, honestly, is even if you change the coordinators, are you bringing back the same level of dysfunction? Or does the coordinator change change the direction of the offense and defense? Because they both need to be fixed. And, you know, they got old and slow on defense. And then you didn't see player development from the, the guys that they drafted at the top of the draft. You just, you know, you, you saw guys just go backwards. I mean, honestly, as bad as the offense is, I think the defense is in worse shape. Well, I mean, if tackling is uh, <laughs> is something that What's is that well, well, it, it didn't exist. But tackling to me is right underneath the heading of your head coach. Like honestly, getting people to tackle, how to tackle, like where your help is, like fundamentals of tackling falls right underneath the head coaching. Uh, description. It's a it's a direct correlation between your head coach. Does Sirianni have to reinvent himself? Like yeah. I, that's kind of how I view this whole thing. Like 
we had talked about his training camp and his how easy it was and not tackling to the ground and not tough and the whole thing. And it kept him healthy, all mm-hmm. right? But now, like, I think you really need to go back and say, all right, I, I got to toughen this stuff up because yep, that'd be one, that'd, we, that'd, we saw it. Like, yeah. we saw it work in Baltimore. You know, I'm not giving you the he-man, ha, ha, ha. But there is such a thing about, and you know better than anybody, because your training camp lasted six freaking months. Yeah, six. Well, I mean, Andy Reid hasn't changed his approach to training camp, and that's why there's still a good defense because they learn how to tackle early on and they learn how to play tough and play through injuries. And that has never changed. Uh, you know, it's interesting, like, you know, Baltimore, they like, they like Greg Roman. Greg Roman was really good with Jim Harbaugh. Uh, he was really good with John Harbaugh. And he was good with Lamar. But they reached a certain ceiling. And Lamar was getting hurt. And he was running too much. And it was too simple of a game plan. It was... It was quarterback runs, RPOs. It was a very simple. And they, they changed. And look, it was hard for John to blow out Greg. He liked Greg. They got along very, very well. Um, but he knew he had an upgrade. And so he got Todd Munkin. And Todd Munkin has been a godsend. Yeah. It was the right move. Difficult move, but it was the right move. So if I'm Nick, I'm going, like, I'm not saying the offense can look like Baltimore's. I think they've got a deeper, better wide receiver core than the Eagles. But, and I think in some ways the offense line is more functional in the offense than, than the Eagles' offense line, even though talent wise, the Eagles are better. But I, like, Nick, if you're going to reinvent yourself, it's going to start with bringing in fresh blood and fresh ideas. And oh, by the way, Todd Munkin's offense in week 20 looks totally different than week five. Like, it has evolved as the season's gone on. So in Atlanta, it looks like Belichick. Well, he's got a second interview. And there's a, there, you know, there's a pipeline there of Patriots. Thomas Dimitrov was a Patriot. Yep. Scott Pioli was a Patriot. There's a pipeline that have come. So Arthur Blank is familiar with whatever the Patriot way is. This is how Bill does things. This is how we grade our, you know, this is the scouts. This is how we grade our players. But like all this kind of stuff. So there's a familiarity. And I think Arthur Blank thinks if I get Bill Belichick and I give him a top-flight quarterback, whether via free agency or the draft. Fields, trade like, let yeah. Bill do his thing. And, oh, you know, Terry knows the general manager. You guys work it out, whether it's, like, um, who has final say. You guys come to an agreement. You also have on. a team president that, every, that Belichick knows well. Yes. So, anyways, I think those are – it would surprise me, actually, if he went there. There's some part of me that says that's not – there's there's too much of a reclamation project from a the organization standpoint, but I I, I think it's going to surprise people wherever he goes, and maybe it's Atlanta. Just the way Brady surprised us when he went to Tampa. Yeah, I did. I was going to say that to you. I, who expected Tom to go to Atlanta, right? I mean, to, to Tampa. Tampa. I could see Bill in Atlanta, though. I, I mean, I, I like their team. I like they have a good young defense. Mm-hmm. They got you know everything but a quarterback. So you go out and whether it's Justin Fields, who's from Atlanta, we've talked about mm-hmm. that a million times, mm-hmm. or you go get somebody else, draft something, whatever you, get, you do, you get the quarterback, you got Bijan, you got Kyle Pitts, who I think is a still, I believe, is a good football player. So it's interesting. I remember um, this past summer when Lamar was going through his contract issues, and Baltimore said, go entertain free agency. And all these teams said, no, we're, we're good. We don't need a Lamar. 
And I was saying, boy, if Atlanta yeah. got Lamar, yeah. first of all, the coach would Drake still be London. there. Yeah. They would win the division, and who knows where they're at right now. But if you don't get the quarterback position right, if you don't get it right, coaches get fired, GMs get fired. It happens over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's amazing. Uh, all right, so Munkin and Ben Johnson. Mm -hmm. You got Washington. Mm -hmm. You got Tennessee. Yep. You got the Chargers. Who we, let's put them aside because we think that's Harbaugh. Well, you, you got to see. Uh, you know, I think that's a possibility. I don't know that the Chargers can just write checks the way you got to write checks yeah. for, for Jim Harbaugh. We'll see. But I'm sure other teams are entertaining Jim and are going to you know talk to him. We don't know what Seattle's doing, although we think maybe Dan Quinn. It uh, looks like a natural thing for Dan to go back there. Um, <clears throat> Vrabel's still out there, and I think he's a real viable coach. I don't know who wants to go to Tennessee and deal with the ownership that just blew Vrabel out of there after two years. Yeah. Uh, of you know. Yeah, I, I didn't get play. that. I, I I didn't get that move of all. I didn't get it. All right, uh, let's get to the matchups because we're in the film room. We're in the meat locker. Time to go with the matchups. That's coming up next. We'll take a look at Tampa, Detroit, and whether or not that the Buccaneers blitz can kind of scare the lines a bit. It happened earlier in the year. Mm -hmm. All right, let's talk about your New Year's resolutions. Did you know that this is the week, historically, that most people give up on the resolution? You know, at this point, it's always gloomy, the whole thing. Oh, I got a cheat code, Factor Meal Kits. That's right, with Factor, you're not stressing, prepping. You're not cleaning up. Like, the hardest thing about eating right is, you know, like eating right, not getting fast food or doing whatever, getting good quality meals. Well, this is what Factor does. You got 35 over plus dietitian approved chef-inspired meals delivered right to your door to make sure you're eating well. And we're talking veggie, keto, vegan, all right, protein plus, like all kinds of stuff, calorie smart. I mean, over 55 weekly add-ons, tons of nutritious, flavorful options to kickstart your resolution. It's truly amazing. Uh, they also have lunch options, breakfast items, snacks, cold-pressed juices. I mean, they have everything, smoothies. So whatever you want, you got it. And the beauty is it's delivered right to your door. And it's two minutes, and then you enjoy. That's it, two minutes, you're done. No cleanup, there's no hassle, nothing. Right to your door. It's Factor Meals, and right now, use the code ALLNFL50. That's A-L-L-N-F-L-50, and you get 50% off. Yep, 50% off of your first order. ALLNFL50. Factormeals.com slash ALLNFL50. You got it, and you'll be able to hook up your resolutions, keep them, eat well, enjoy, no hassle. Factor Meals. Now, Baldy, my question is, mm -hmm. let's dive into the X and O's. And this is what we're doing here. All right. I mean, you barely slept. Let's look at each of the significant matchups right. in each of the four games. We'll start Lions and Tampa. They played earlier this year. Yeah, they played back in uh, week six. Uh, I think the, the, the key matchup here is we just got done watching the Bucks take the Eagles apart on Monday night. 
And they blitzed them relentlessly. And the Eagles didn't have an answer. And their offense never got going. So I went back and I go, well, I wonder if the Bucks blitzed the Lions like that back in week six. The very first play of the game, they blitzed. I, I counted 18 blitzes. Okay, and I mean, it, it's every variety. And look, it was a 10-3 game at halftime, cuz. Like, Tampa was hanging in there defensively. And they, did, they gave up one or two plays with that blitz, but they got off the field on a lot of third downs. It was very effective what Todd Bowles and Tampa did in that game. Now, Detroit, I mean, the offense of Tampa didn't show up. They turned the ball over early. It turned into a field goal. But I thought defensively, the pressure game that the Bucs had was effective. Now, you can't recreate every pressure. You don't know when they're going to – because he blitz – Todd Bowles blitzed on first down. He blitzed on third down. He run blitzed. Like, he blitzed situational football. So, I, to me, one of the key matchups in his game is how does Detroit handle the pressure packages yeah. of Tampa? And that, that Detroit offensive line has only gotten better as mm-hmm. the year is going on, right? Like, that unit's been real cohesive. Well, they've, they've had injuries. They've had guys, you know, out. Glasgow yeah. was out and Ragno yeah. was out. And, but they're, you know, Penny and, you know, Decker, they're all there. Jonah Jackson. Yeah. Like, their five guys are together. They're, you know, they, they are very good at running the ball. They have a good one-two punch with Montgomery and Gibbs. And that's kind of how they want to get started. And then they have a good play-action package off it. And then Ben Johnson is just a creative play caller. Listen, if Tampa wants to keep Detroit from running them out of the gym, they're going to have to get home and they're going to take chances. Mm -hmm. So that'll be interesting. Let's go to the other NFC game. Let's look at San Francisco and Green Bay. Obviously, the the Niners are going to be able to move the ball. What's your key matchup here to look at? Well, I'm, I'm looking at what Green Bay did offensively against Dallas, and it was, it was impressive. It was impressive. It was impressive from the standpoint that Aaron Jones continues to be the best and hottest running back in this league. It was his fourth straight game of at least 110 rushing yards. He had the three rushing touchdowns from the one, the three, and the nine. So they finished drives with Aaron Jones. Uh, it's a very diverse and creative run game. Um, they toss it. They wind it back. They uh, get overloads. They do a lot with their tight ends. So I think, and then what Jordan Love showed us is that he's got this one skill that it's, it's his. It's his skill in that when he feels pressure, like most quarterbacks bail to the right or to the left, he simply backs up and he buys himself. And if you look at the touchdown against Dallas last week to Dantavian Wicks, that's exactly, he, he backed up, even with the face of pressure, I think it was Doris Armstrong coming right at him. Like he made this perfect throw and he backs up to make the throw off his back foot because he trusts his arm. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's uncanny how much he reminds of Rodgers with how More, he's And you know, it, it's interesting because you could have said that at times early this year, maybe in preseason past years, but it, it you know, they got Dallas with 12 men on the field. They got Dallas with the corner 10 yards off and throwing a smoke route. All the stuff that Aaron did in his sleep to teams, he's doing it. But then the release, the movement, like you can't help but think that's a young Aaron Rodgers. It's unbelievable. Can they stop San Francisco? Well, that's a question. Like I don't know that anybody's built to stop San Francisco. Um, if, if, they're, if they're on their game and they're clicking – the way they have shown much of the year, except for that one game against Baltimore, um, 
they're very difficult to stop. And then it becomes this shooting match. You know, can you keep, can you, can you make layups with, you know, yeah. back and forth? Yeah. All right. In the AFC, let's take a look at Baltimore and Houston. I remember something you said about the Ravens defense mm-hmm. and about, you know, you brought up Stafford and the Rams, and Stafford was just pinpoint accuracy. And if you're going to play that against that defense, right, that matchup zone, mm-hmm. your quarterback has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to see things. You're going to see things late. You're not going to see it early. You're not going to see it in pre-snap where you're going with the ball. You're not sure where you're going to go with the ball. You have to see it laser fast, very fast, uh, on your drop back, taking the ball from the center, shotgun snap. you got to see it as they begin to move. And then you've got to there, – there's going to be a place when they do match up with you where your receiver can get it and it's going to play keep away from the defender. That's, that's is, is, it, it, CJ has shown incredible accuracy and incredible decision-making. This is going to be the ultimate test. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because he slayed the Browns' defense. Good defense. Mm-hmm. Right? Different defense. Like right. Heavy man-to-man. Yeah. But he, but he did. He, he cut them up, and Nico Collins looked like a true number one wide receiver. They got the two pick sixes, which helped blow the game open. But nonetheless, like they, he did his job. So can that offense move the ball against Baltimore? Uh, I think they can have some success, but I don't think consistently. The pass rush is too good. The way that they rush, all the diff- the speed that they have, Kyle Hamilton and all the different places that he lines up, they're reasonably healthy right now. I think they're going to struggle. Yeah. Kyle Hamilton. A lot of teams wish they would have <laughs> Kyle Hamilton. Yes. Uh, all right. That'll take us to the big game. This is such a great game. This is everything, right? It's Chiefs and Bills, this great rivalry of two incredible football you know, towns, right? The venue goes from Arrowhead to Old Rich Stadium, man, and like mm-hmm. Buffalo, yeah. Orchard Park, yeah. like the great, like it's cold snow weather. It's just awesome, right? So what's the key matchup in this game and, and, and Mahomes and Allen? Well, let's just take a look at a couple plays. Because James Cook is having a great season, and he's a big time back. But this is their favorite play. This is their favorite run play. Spencer Brown, the right tackle, is going to pull. Tackle trap. They run it both ways. They run it to the left with Spencer Brown. They run it to the left with Deion Dawkins. You have to be able to stop this play. So right here, like there's a little crease right there. So it's it's not a great run. But I put this in here because if you can stop this play, you can stop a big part of this rushing attack. They got a double team at the point with Connor McGovern and Deion Dawkins. All right, Spencer comes. All right, decent play. Now, in the passing game, you look at this right here to Diggs. All right, so, like, Pittsburgh's going to come with the blitz. Diggs is uh, at the bottom here, the three-receiver side. So, the, the slot defender's coming. Like, Buffalo has an answer when you blitz. Like, this is all it takes. Eagles don't know how to do this, but this is just a, a simple <laughs> it's just simple hot read, right. a sight adjust. Like Josh Allen's seen it, Diggs has seen it. Yeah. So it's third down and six. They blitz the slot corner. Diggs sees it. Allen sees it. Yeah. You catch it, you run six more years, you get a first down, you get 12 yards. All right. Now, this you're gonna motion here, okay? And on this play, you're gonna get a high low concept right here. All right, with Dawson Knox and James Cook. So right here. Pittsburgh does what a lot of teams do. They overload the weak side, and they get a free runner, Alex Highsmith, coming right at, at Josh Allen. So they have a high-low. They have a, a corner cut to, Docks, to, to Knox, and they have a flat route to Cook. 
So it's going to put the corner in a bind. All right, now, what Josh Allen has to be able to see is Pittsburgh blows the coverage. So both the linebacker and the corner both bite on Cook, and it opens up the window behind him. And so in real time, Josh Allen with Alex Highsmith coming right at him makes that decision. Like, they have an answer for the blitz. Josh Allen sees it. Dawson Knox catches it. And you see this right here, and you watch. The, here's the same play. Like, to show you what Josh Allen, they're trying to speed up his mechanics. Yeah. You've got a free runner coming at your quarterback. Everybody knows how to do this. Do you, can you make a good decision? And Josh, because he's just, he's got a great arm, he trusts his body, like he makes the great throw. You know, it, it's, uh, it'll be a little different with the Chiefs and Spags, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you look at what oh. Spags will do and disguising his pressures. Yes. So, for example, like this is an anticipated uh, coverage of a Tampa 2 where the middle linebacker is going to open up to the number three receiver, which in this case is Dalton Kincaid. And, um, the, and, and the corners are going to widen to the numbers. So, in essence, it's a three-deep coverage. Right? And Buffalo has the perfect play on to defeat it. So, you're going to get Miles Jack, the linebacker, opening up to Dalton Kincaid run the seam route. And right here, Josh Allen knows. He sees the corners widen. He knows the coverage. He just has to make a great throw. Like, yeah, that's it's a great throw. Yeah, it's, 29-yard yeah, touchdown. They yeah. beat the coverage. Yeah. The play... The play, the design, the execution beat that coverage. Buffalo has that. You know, and you watch this throw, like here's Kincaid in the slot. You can see the matchup. Miles Jack's got his back to him. He doesn't see the ball. Perfect. Perfect throw. And then, you know, this one right here is just Josh Allen being Josh. He catches Pittsburgh in a six-man pressure. And as soon as he sees it and feels it, he knows they're playing straight man-man behind it. So as soon as he sees the man-to-man coverage here, like he's – like he becomes a runner. Now he's just looking for a lane. The free safety, all right, he'll negotiate him later. I mean, this run was was just amazing. Like quarterbacks should not be allowed to make to have to run. Well, like this. I mean, you're the, you're 240 pounds and you're this yeah. fast, and he sees it right away. Yeah. So he sees they're in man coverage. So now he literally yeah. he's got the free safety right there, and people thought he was a fake sliding. All he's doing is just duking him right here. He's not trying to slide. Like he's not going down. He's not sliding. He's not going down. Look how fast he outruns. He runs over the whole secondary. I mean, that's unbelievable. So, you know, in the first game, week 14, Buffalo won the game 20-17. to And Spags did a great job of containing Josh Allen. They limited – he had eight runs for 32 yards. They they did a lot. They they spied him with Willie Gay. They rushed three. They pushed the pocket. They kept him in the pocket. They did not want him to get out and do what he just did. And so they had – now – can they execute the same game plan? You know Buffalo's going to be ready for it. They're going to anticipate it. They're going to see it. So how does Spags tweak that? Because they still want to limit Josh Allen's runs and his effectiveness in a run. Like, how does, is he going to tweak that in this game? It's going to be an incredible game. 6.30, Sunday night, cold, dark. Oh, yeah. Tundra, <laughs> upstate New York, right by the Finger Lakes. I mean, that's football, dude. It is. It is football. And, you know, I think, you know, the, the schedule makers have been getting this stuff right all year. Like, they got the yeah. best for last. And, you know, divisional championship weekend finishes with the classic matchup. Yeah. And then Saturday night is the Packers-Niners. The same thing. So, it's like you get a Saturday night and it's, you know, this elite old time, these, both these teams – 
like just, history. Oh, I mean, you're going to go yeah. back to T.O. beating, you know, I mean, you know, from Steve Young in the end zone yeah, against the Packers. Barb. Like yeah. so many matchups that you can draw from. Now, obviously, none of these kids. Yeah. You know, but but it but is but part of the the NFL, part of the postseason is the folklore yeah. of the history of these teams. Walsh and Holmgren, yes, and all that stuff. It's yeah. fantastic. Oh, you know, listen, we're talking about these games, and how many times have you had like a horrible experience buying tickets? Like some things you can't get. Like you you buy them, not what you want. You paint through the nose. I got your answer, all right? Let's take the stress out of buying tickets. And I mean anything. We're sports guys, right? We love football, basketball, baseball, hockey. You know, when you're a sports guy and sports gal, like, that's what we do. But we have varied taste, right? What do we love? We love everything. We love our sports, but music, so you got concerts, theater, comedy, all right there on the Game Time app. It's tremendous. You take the guesswork, out of buying tickets. Here's what they offer. I'm looking at it right now. These are killer last-minute deals. Flash deals. The zone deals. Uh, amazing. I got the view from my seats to a Sixers game. I'm like, are you kidding me? How great is that? Lowest price guaranteed. Events cancellation protection. Job loss protection. They got everything. See the zone deals? You pick the section. Game time picks the seats. Guess what? You get an average of 18% savings. Just tremendous. All right? And game time means you'll always get the best price. You find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's right. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app. Create an account. Use the code ALLNFL. 20 bucks off your first purchase. That's right. Use the code all NFL, A L L N F L, 20 bucks off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. All right. Well, listen, tomorrow, special guest. Yes. Right? Special guest analyst, Max Crosby. Mad Max, the Condor. There he is. Yeah. Right? The, the Condor. All right. St- do yourself a favor and just hit that subscribe button right there, all right? This way you won't miss Max. You'll have all of us, you'll have us two in your phone every day looking to say hello and talk football with you. We're your two buddies right here see in the tomorrow. meat locker. Baldy, cuz, see you then. Oh, silly like the mayor.